Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. To kick off your Monday morning, good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with Joe Welke. Good morning, Joe. And how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. I hear yours was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, my uh, husband, my friends, and some of my family decided to be little sneaks this year and threw me a surprise birthday party. So you're 29 again. Again, Again, yes. 29 again. Somebody did bring up a good point because I tell people I'm celebrating my 11th year of turning 29. And someone said, no, you're celebrating your 19th year of turning 21. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to go back to 21, though. Well, and then I think, too, 21 plus 20. I I think I like 11 plus. There you go. Plus the 29. Well, I think it's easier math, actually. I think so, too. But it was a great time. I may have had a few beverages. Well, as long as only a few. Just a few. I, I am here today completely coherent. So that's, that's bright-eyed, and, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for this Monday morning. Otherwise, overall, it was kind of a different weekend, though. Snow showers throughout the days. and. Well, I know. I looked out the window on Saturday, and I'm like, really? I know. Again? At least it didn't stick. It melted. No, it didn't stick. We do not need what we had last week. No, I can't do that again. No. I've got too much mud as it is. Oh, I am ready for like two weeks ago weather. Oh. 80 degrees, nice breeze. I think we need to bring that back. Well, we'll make a request, but I don't know that they always listen. Well, I'll make that my birthday wish. <laughs> well, yeah. Your birthday is on Wednesday. Yes. So everybody needs to let Kristen know on Wednesday <laughs> of a happy birthday. Yeah, I, th- I think Wednesday is going to be so nice, everyone's going to be too busy to remember. 
Well, it does look like it's supposed to be mostly sunny. Yes. So there you go. Mostly sunny day with a high of 55 on Wednesday. So we're going to look forward to that. But if you're waking up this morning, it's about 31 degrees, and we're looking at a cloudier day with a chance of rain. I'm not going to say the S word because we're looking at a high of 48 degrees. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, you just heard it. We're going to be talking about the master cheesemakers, the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, and the Center for Dairy Research announced their 2023 class of Wisconsin Master Cheesemakers. We'll be touching base on the people from our area who are now, I guess, certified, I guess you want to call it, or graduates or... Masters. Masters. I think it's cool to call it Masters of Cheese. Uh Uh-huh. I See, I always tell people I'm a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. So at least I'm master of something. Well, yeah, you're a master of a lot of things. (laughs) Master of my domain. Hey, there you go. (laughs) Well, I definitely know I was a lot of fun this weekend, though, at my party. I'm sure you were. (laughs) It was fun. I mean, you have to enjoy it. Someone throws you a surprise party, which I got to say thank you to my awesome husband for pulling it off, because usually I'm the planner. And yeah, he he snuck up on me at this one. Well, that's good, though. And it's good (laughs) you had a good time. Yes, we had a lot of fun. 501 on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's this time of the morning to check in with some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The White House is set to welcome the Tennessee Three on Monday. State Representatives Justin Jones, Justin Pearson, and Gloria Johnson will meet with President Biden. The three state lawmakers led gun reform protests on the Tennessee House floor days after three kids and three adults were killed in a school shooting in Nashville. Jones and Pearson were expelled by the Republican majority. They have since been reinstated. Biden previously thanked the three for sp- spotlighting what he called undemocratic and unprecedented attacks against them. President Biden is calling for an immediate ceasefire in Sudan after the evacuation of U.S. embassy personnel and their families from Khartoum. Senator Mark Warner serves on the Senate Intelligence Committee. We ought to commend the military and the intelligence community for getting our diplomatic personnel out. That was a dangerous mission to take them out by helicopter. Appearing on ABC's This Week, the Virginia Democrat said the U.S. government has been very clear since 2021 for Americans not to travel to Sudan. At least one person is dead and two others are in critical condition after a shooting in Pennsylvania. It happened Sunday in Jefferson Hills, just outside of Pittsburgh. An altercation between two families led to the shooting. Parts of upstate New York felt a minor earthquake on Sunday morning. The U.S. Geological Survey says the 3.6 quake hit near Adams Center and could also be felt in Ontario, Canada. Residents said it was strong enough to shake houses and the ground. Several aftershocks followed, but there were no immediate reports of major damage or injury. You're listening to NBC News Radio. So I, I do, I, I know earthquakes are not a laughing matter by no means, but it was strong enough to shake houses and the ground. And the ground. And the ground. <laughs> I, I kind of thought that's what an earthquake did was it shook the ground. Uh, well, apparently we're here in the Midwest and we haven't experienced enough to have the ground shake. shake. But 
I, yeah, I don't know. I've I been mean, to the Blue Angels when they fly over Eau Claire here, and they, I think the ground shakes when they fly by. Actually, yeah, I've felt it too, and like when trains go by and stuff too, mm-hmm. I felt it too. So yeah, I well, just I kind of had to snicker at that. It. I thought maybe they'd be a little more descriptive. Descriptive. It shook the ground. <laughs> it shook the ground. Oh, well, we got to keep moving along. We've got some news, weather, and markets all coming up right here on Wex. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Jill, we mentioned this at the top of the hour that master cheesemakers, you know, being a master of something, I guess catch us up. What's going on and what was recently announced? Well, the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and the Center for Dairy Research are proud to announce the 2023 Class of Wisconsin Master Cheesemakers. Four new and one returning cheesemaker graduated from the program and collectively earned certifications in cheddar, blue cheese, mozzarella, and curds. From our area, Tony Hook of Hook's Cheese in Mineral Point is certified in blue cheese. And returning master cheesemaker is Ryan Legrander of Legrander's Hillside Dairy in Stanley. He's certified in cheddar and curds. Wisconsin is the only place outside of Switzerland where cheesemakers become official masters of their craft. That's really interesting. I think it's interesting that they're masters of only one kind of cheese or they earn masters in a specific kind. Yeah. I would have never guessed that you needed to have specific learning abilities to make, you know, your blue cheese. Yeah, that's really interesting. We might have to do some more digging into that to find out more on... You know, the master cheesemaker status, and then can you get certified in more than one variety of cheese, too? Well, I would assume so. Well, Ryan Leglander is a returning cheesemaker. Right, returning. So I wonder if you can only do one in a year, or I'm that'd be interesting to find out. That is going to be interesting. I'm going to put you on that. All right, I got this. (laughs) We got to check in with some weather. That's going to be coming in next. And the weather this morning will be brought to you by Chilson, Chilson Motors. And Check out their great selection of new Rams at ChilsonMotors.com. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at your weather, we're looking at a cloudy day today with a chance of rain. We are not going to mention the S word because it's looking at a high of 48 degrees today. So I don't think we're going to see that white stuff. But tonight we're looking at a partly cloudy night with a low of 28 Tomorrow's going to be sunshine and some clouds with a high of 51. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 27. Wednesday, mostly sunny and 55 degrees. Wednesday night, there's a chance of some showers later on, but our low is only going to be 38 degrees, so not too bad there. Temperatures around the area right now, Medford's at 26 degrees. La Crosse is at 30. They're actually one of the warmer spots today. Marshfield and Green Bay are both at 27. Rice Lake and Wausau are at 28 degrees. Madison, which I thought was interesting, only 29 degrees. Milwaukee, though, 35. And right here in Eau Claire, we're at 31 degrees. We've got your markets. Those will be coming in next, and they're going to be brought to you by... The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And your morning markets will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, kick us off for the day. For our cash livestock, we've got choice-fed beef steers, 
173 to 186 with mixed at 140 to 172. Choice fed beef heifers are 172 to 184 with mixed at 144 to 171. Choice fed Holstein steers are 140 to 160 with select and silage fed steers 92 to 139. Cows are 79 to 99 with a top of 119. Bulls are 91 to 115 with butcher hogs at 34 to 65. Sows are 25 to 33. Boars are 15 to 24. There's no quote from shorn or unshorn market lambs. Feeder lambs are 130 to 285 with ewes at 70 to 165. Small goats are 25 to 175. Medium goats are 25 to 250. Large goats are $2 to 305 with nanny goats at 95 to 290. Thank you so much, Jill. And switching over to the Mercantile Exchange, we've got your live cattle for April. At one seventy three ninety seven, that's down twelve cents. June is at one sixty four fifty two, up seventeen cents. August is at one sixty three fifty five, up twelve cents. Feeder cattle for April's at two hundred three seventy seven, that's down a dollar and a quarter. May was at two twelve forty, up a nickel. August at two twenty nine eighty seven, up thirty five. Lean hogs for May, they're at seventy seven oh two, up twenty cents. June is at eighty six oh seven, up a dollar, and July is at eighty eight eighty up 65 cents. And on the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your July corn was down 2 cents at 6.12. July oats were up just a fraction at 3.37. July beans up 4 at 14.53. July soybean meal was up $2.90 a ton to 4.46.50 a ton. Your July wheat up 3 at 6.76. Switching over to the dairy side, barrel cheese up 3 quarters of a cent to $1.55 and a quarter. Your blocks on Friday were up a half a cent to $1.75. Your AA grade butter was up a half a cent to two forty. And your class three futures for April down just three cents at eighteen sixty-three. May down fourteen cents to seventeen thirty-two. June was unchanged at eighteen oh eighteen oh one. July was down just a penny at eighteen fifty-five. August down six at nineteen ten. And then those markets turned around and were mostly upward into twenty twenty-four. And again, that's a look at your morning markets. We'll have more later on towards that 6 o'clock hour. We'll be going through the country elevator markets and a whole lot more. We've got more news and weather coming up next on WEX. WEX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're not quite into the super warm weather that we had a few weeks ago, but it is going to be warming up. And, well, we did enjoy that warm weather a couple weeks ago. Spending time outside brings a risk of coming into contact with those nasty little pests of ticks and mosquitoes. Last year's tick and mosquito populations were a bit more subdued, but when it comes to determining determining what we'll be seeing this year, it all comes down to one thing, Jill, and that's the weather. If we have relatively dry conditions, that should keep the mosquito population lower, which is what we saw last year with some of those drought conditions. But if we have a rainy spring and early summer, that's going to set set the stage for a much higher mosquito population. Wisconsin is actually home to about 55 different species of mosquitoes and some overwinter in insulated areas of rocks and houses. And don't forget, if you're outside, to check yourself for ticks. Wisconsin is currently home to three types, the deer tick, the wood tick, and the lone star tick. The deer tick and wood ticks can spread Lyme disease, babiosis, anaplasmosis, and certain species of ehrlichiosis, while the lone star tick spreads ehrlichiosis. The lone star ticks are, however, less common in the state, but to help prevent against these pests, wear long sleeves, pants, tall boots, and use an effective repellent. Have you ever seen a lone star tick? I don't know that I have. 
I definitely seen the wood ticks and the deer ticks. Yep. But and, I don't think I've seen the Lone Star one yet. And we were talking a little bit before we go went on air, and I said I have chickens and ducks mm-hmm. and guineas, and that takes care of my ticks. Ah. And mosquitoes and those gnat gnats that fly around. Yeah. I wonder what the city of Nilsa would think if I had some ducks and guineas and chickens running around my yard in town. <laughs> Well, first of all, your guineas would never stay put. No. And you can't hide them because they have such an obnoxious sound when they get worked up. Buckwheat. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I like them. I like them out on the farm there. They take care of a lot of my bugs. Yeah. No, maybe I should put up a big pen or something. Maybe. Yeah, cute little ducks running around my yard. That would be awesome. Well, I ordered some more ducks because I really like my ducks. Yeah. I've got some more ducks coming again. Well, they'll be good eating for the stray cats that we have in town. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we've got some more stuff coming up. We'll be hitting some more news and and markets later on. But we're going to be hearing from Jill Abenese. She'll be coming in next. And Jill, any... You know, I, I think you like that first name, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, she'll be coming in next. Pam Yankee had a chance to speak with her. So we're at 31 degrees, looking at a high of 48 for the day. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, things are already starting to come together for a big event that we're going to enjoy in August. I'm talking about the Wisconsin State Fair. Jill Albanese along with us. She is, of course, in charge of some of the special areas of uh, exhibition at the Wisconsin State Fair and also our very special Century Sesquicentennial Farm Recognition. You've got the numbers, Jill. First, before we give them the numbers, give us a general sense of overall interest in these 100, 150-year stories. Was it busy? Were you surprised? Give us a little sense of tempo. Great. So, Pam, just as always, uh, all the farms come in kind of at that last month, the last week in particular. So we're at 78 100-year farms this year that we'll be honoring, and we have 30 150-year farms that we're honoring this year, and that's very consistent with the numbers we've had the past few years. So we'll have breakfast for about 500 that morning. Excellent. Now, are we seeing, as far as uh, geography, from just a glance, Jill, does it look like uh, we're we're reaching people across the state, or are there still pockets? Um, as always, it ha- kind of follows the pattern of how the state was settled. So our 150-year farms are mostly in the southern half of the state, and your 100-year farms, a lot of them are in the northern part, but we have them pretty much scattered throughout every um area in the state and we're excited for this year it's going to be great we've got all sorts of we've got dairy producers we've got beef we've got vegetables i believe we have maple syrup so we've got a big range of people and what they do on their farms excellent now that's just one thing that jill's working on in preparation for the wisconsin state fair i think it's hard for people to fathom jill because the snow just left us that you've already got some judging complete explain that process so yeah we're really excited we finished a good chunk of our art judging already. So all the youth art, grades 6 through 12, has been judged uh, end of March. And so that's great because then the kids can get recognition in high school or middle school before they get out for the summer. And then that artwork stays with us and then will be displayed in the lobby of the expo during the run of the fair. Our fantastic art poster, which is a professional piece where artists buy for that 
opportunity. That one has been completed already. And this year we're celebrating 10 years of that program. So it was really neat this year. We invited the first nine winning artists back to compete. And we have an amazing uh, poster for this year's fair, which has just been kind of released. That one's all judged. Uh, We had our beard judging first week in April. That's all wrapped up. And we had 158 beers for that event, and we have wine judging this weekend with just over 310 bottles of wine. So we've been busy. (laughs) And it sounds like from the category, it's kind of fun, kind of busy. Now let's talk a little (laughs) bit about that, though. People do not realize that it it goes in stages for you to try to make sure Mm -hmm. that you're uh, giving a lot of people a lot of different types of exhibits and opportunity. You're kind of going to be busy from now at least through August, huh? Yeah. So what this next month, the rest of April, we'll be doing a lot of our garden cleanup and things of that nature. We just released all of our entry information for our contest. So that includes the horticulture, the vegetable show, our textile, craft, culinary contest. And we have amazing culinary contests, which feature a lot of the Wisconsin commodity groups. And some of those contests are actually held during the fair. But you need to enter by the... it's around the 24th of May, I believe, is the deadline for that. So you need to enter early. So then we send all the tickets and all your mailings for that. So it seems like we're early, but we're right on schedule for everything. And then mid-May, we'll jump into the planting at the fair, and we've ordered all our plants already. We've got over 20,000 plants ordered, so we're getting excited for those to come in and the weather to warm a little bit. Yeah, oh, for that that's something that we all uh, can support. Now let's talk a little bit, Jill, about any changes, any new categories, anything that people should be aware of that will be a little different for the 2023 event. As far as our... Competitive contests, the entry deadline is much earlier this year. So photography, textile, craft, culinary, all those deadlines are much earlier this year, just so we have more time to get everything organized in our office and then send out the tickets and any mailings that need to go up before the actual judging. Judging is also much earlier. We'll do all of our photo, our quilt, textile and craft before the 4th of July weekend. It's it's much earlier than normal because then it gives us more time to do the displays in the buildings, too. Hey, how difficult is it to find judges for all of these kind of exhibits? I mean, there that's, that is some of the behind-the-scenes responsibilities sometimes people don't acknowledge. How tough is it to find the judges that help you out with this, Jill? So that, that's a great question. So what we do is we work a lot with some of the county fairs, and people that have done exceptionally well at county fairs. We'll get recommendations from them, and then we um, have those people as our judges. And we do all our invites for judges in December of last year and January because we want to make sure we get the best judges. Mm-hmm. So we, Yeah, so we've been working on that. So everyone's set for this year ready. And then we keep a list of who really does a nice job, has great rapport with the exhibitors, so it works well for everyone. You know, that's another good point. You mentioned that some of the youth art exhibits have already been judged. Is there ever any opportunity for those kids to confer with a judge? I mean, some of these experiences, it is about education and getting feedback. That that must get a little challenging when you're trying to cover so many people, so many entries in such a limited time. Yeah, it depends on which department you work in. So for our young people's arts, that's not open to the public. But a lot of our judging that's in Grand Champion Hall, that's open to the public, and the judges give comments, and it's a really great educational. And it's also 
um, good for our vegetables, our textiles, our crafts. Our quilts do a really good job explaining what they're looking for and um, ways to improve and show even better the next year. How are num- how, how are numbers looking, Jill? I mean, you mentioned about uh, the beer, the wine. How are numbers overall looking as far as participation? I'm just kind of curious if pe- if we're back in the full groove since the pandemic. Yeah, um, we're doing great. So our art numbers are above where they were last year. Um, our beer numbers are about the same as last year. Our wine is up like 50-some bottles, I believe, over last year. So that number is really exceptional. We opened the contest for jams, jellies, and all our culinary last week, and within 15 minutes we already had 16 jam entries. (laughs) So people are anxious, and we're excited because we have a lot of really fun classes this year. They've got to go check them out. They're on our website at wistatefair.com. Look under the competitive um, exhibits, and you'll find all the classes. Have any questions? Always give us a call, and we'll help you out. Yeah, because the uh, physical presence of the fair staff, you're there 365. You guys are always working on something. Yeah. It, I mean, we're, we're excited about it. We were working on, uh, we met with our design group last week so we can work on designing our cases. Our theme for this year in Grand Champion Hall is seasoned with creativity. So there'll be a distinct summer, fall, winter, and spring sex sections of the building and it's going to be fun we're really excited about the fair i am too jill albanese along with us again she is one of the gals behind the scenes that's helping to pull together all those exhibits you enjoy coming in august at state fair park in west Dallas today and again congratulations we're happy to announce that for 2023 we'll be recognizing 78 properties across the state of wisconsin that have crossed that 100 year milestone with their families and 30 properties that have uh, attained or surpassed 150 years and that will be the tuesday of state fair stay tuned to midwestfarmreport.com for details and for all those stories jill albanese along with us from the wisconsin state fair from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison i'm farm director pam yonke did you know all that jill about the farms i did not know all of that but i find it interesting that there's 78 more yeah that's a lot and it's really cool to keep track of it and keep the farms in the families too oh exactly i mean it's a tradition in a way it's a legacy you know one generation to the next to the next and you know they always do those aerial photos it's neat to see what a farm looked like even 50 years ago 20 years ago 10 to now yeah it is it is we used to have a whole line of them up on the wall to just to yeah show the differences yeah it's amazing what it looks like from year to year yep excellent well we've got more morning markets coming in we'll have rocky olson from premier livestock He'll be in with the update from last week and what's coming up this week. So he'll be coming in next. Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're 29 minutes before 6 o'clock. Rocky Olson is joining us now. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So you're going to give us a market report. You had a busy week last week and you got a really busy week this week. Catch us up. What's going on? Uh, thank you, Kristen. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how uh, last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Uh, we sold over 3,100 head of livestock. Uh, fed cattle traded strong. High choice and prime Holstein steers 140 to 157. Select and low choice Holsteins 127 to 139. Choice beef steers and heifers 158 to 168. Market cows strong. High yielding cows from 88 to a dollar 14. Most of the other cows from 72 to 87. Market 
bulls uh, yielding from a dollar five to a dollar twenty. Uh, calf market. Uh, very strong newborn Holstein bull calves from 150 to 325 per head. Your beef calves 175 to 555. Last Tuesday we had our special feeder cattle auction. We sold 895 head of feeder cattle top beef calves from a dollar 70 to 239. Most of the Holstein steers from a dollar 10 to a dollar 67. Wednesday we had our dairy cattle auction. Uh, we had three tie stall herds selling 241 head top cows from 22 to 2700 top springing heifers from 17 to 2100 this week uh, we got two dairy cattle auctions uh, got our special monthly heifer auction on this tuesday we're expecting four to five hundred head of dairy heifers uh, if you're looking for heifers you're selling heifers uh, you can still get your consignments in to give us a call uh, lots of ready to breed heifers and lots of shortbread heifers for this sale then wednesday uh, very big dairy cattle auction we got four complete herd dispersals we'll probably be expecting around 350 dairy cattle. Herd number one, we get 100 Holstein Parlor Freestall Cows, 83-pound average on test, Boonstra Dairy. Herd two, 60 Jersey Dairy Cows and all their heifers, most of them being registered. Herd number three, we got 76 Holstein Cows. They're milked in a step-up parlor. They get a 71-pound average. They get a 53,000 cell count. Most of that herd will be second calf. <clears throat> herd number four, 40 Holstein Ties to all cows. All stages of lactation. We got lots of consignments of top fresh cows. We got one load of fresh cows averaging over a hundred pounds. Lots of springing heifers. We also got a group of thirty-five registered Jersey springing heifers. All the details on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions? Call us anytime. Seven one five two two nine twenty five hundred. And that's how it shaped up, Kristen. Sounds great. Well, it sounds like you're going to have a great week ahead of you and hopefully some good weather, too. You betcha. I'm looking forward to it. Sounds good. Well, have a great week, Rocky. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky Olson, over at Premier Livestock this morning. And now we're actually going to check in with our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. I've got a joke for you. Uh-oh. What did the sushi say to the bee? What did the sushi say to the bee? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Get off my roll. <laughs> no. Wasabi. Oh, my gosh. I should have known that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wasabi. Okay. I, I like that one. Wasabi. <laughs> Considering I always say, suh, dude, to my friends. Nice. Yeah, they're going to look at you now and say, hey, wasabi. <laughs> wasabi. <laughs> Well, we won't be seeing too many bees around with uh, some of the cooler temperatures that we've had. Maybe not today anyways, but uh, starting off with some clouds, temperatures into the low 30s to kick us off. But later this afternoon, maybe just a chance at a few showers as temperatures climb to the upper 40s. But most of the day really expect to stay dry. Some peaks of sunshine are even possible, pretty much covering all the bases for today. Otherwise, tonight, clouds start to clear out, dipping to the upper 20s and low 30s. That sets up more sunshine for Tuesday and Wednesday. Low 50s tomorrow, mid 50s on Wednesday, but then rain chances head our way yet again on Thursday as we climb to the mid to upper 50s. Friday, mid 50s again with more chances at some showers, and those take us through the weekend as highs only hang out around the low 50s. But right now, as I had mentioned, a mostly cloudy start and a temperature of 31 degrees in Eau Claire. So are we anticipating any more white stuff? Uh, at least not in the forecast here for the next couple of days. So we're good. 
at at this point, I don't know what to rule out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this this kind of feels like the never ending winter slash early spring, doesn't it? It does. Now you can rule out one thing. What's that? We are not getting hurricanes here. I I would be very afraid if we got some here. <laughs> we did, yes. But <laughs> yes. I think we're safe to say for this week, there's no hurricanes in Wisconsin. Yeah, for this week. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you have a good day there, Mr. Wasabi. <laughs> you too now. All right. See you later. There See he you. goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria, this morning. And your Skywarn, Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. They've got a great selection of new Jeeps at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's the weather on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right. Well, we're going to be checking in with Morgan McCarthy in just a little bit. But right now, we're going to head over to the markets. And we're going to check in with Jim Lindsay at the Equity Altoona Barn. Good morning, Jim. And catch us up. How'd the sale go and what were the results? Choice beef steers nefers dollar thirty five to a dollar seventy two. Choice dairy cross steers nefers dollar thirty five to a dollar sixty five. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar forty five to a dollar fifty five. Choice Holstein steers a dollar thirty five to a dollar forty four. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar thirty four and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from a dollar to a dollar fourteen. We had a top of a dollar fifteen. Sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy two to ninety nine. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from seventy one and down. Organic market from Tuesday: eighty percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar thirty six to a dollar fifty two. The bottom twenty percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar thirty five and down. Cold bulls sold from ninety five to a dollar ten. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from one hundred and seventy to two hundred and eighty five dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from one hundred and seventy dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from two hundred and fifty to four hundred and thirty five dollars per head. Sows sold from twenty five to thirty three. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, April 28th. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Report and Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim. Thank you so much for that update. And now Jerry Fitzgerald is joining us from the Stratford Equity Barn. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, and a very good morning to you and Joe. And, uh, well, like uh, we were talking off air here, finally we got a Monday where we don't really have to worry about, uh, well, uh, weather-related issues, school closings. or uh, Now, Nealsville wasn't pretty much in the top of the running for the top prize. You're at, what, 20 inches last week? We had 23 like was the final count. 23 inches, well, after you get about... Can what's the difference? Huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was heavy snow though, and you know, thankfully nobody. You didn't hear of anyone getting hurt. So that's the main thing is you can move the snow and get aches and pains and cranks and crunches, but at least nobody got hurt. So gotta and, be thankful uh, for that. And a lot of happy kids. <laughs> oh, very happy kids. Yep, they were outside playing for hours. Yeah, well, that's uh, at least one. It's a uh, rather a, a cheap babysitter, but still. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Seriously, it was, did present a lot of problems for truckers and farmers last week. So hopefully, we don't have that to worry about this week. So we'll uh, we'll give the folks here an update what's going on in Equity Stratford. How about we do that? Sounds good, Jerry. Take it away. All right, Kristen. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. Uh, we'll begin here this week at Equity Stratford with our Monday auction, which does start this morning at ten o'clock. Full marketing day, of course. Uh, we do sell market cows today, conventional type market cows, fed cattle, um, and also market bulls, baby calves. We'll get to those at eleven thirty, and uh, 
Uh, of course, overnight delivered cattle will be sold first. And just a brief outlook at la- or a brief uh, look back at last week again. Markets are very very strong. Uh, top end cows last week selling from ninety two to a dollar fifteen. Most of the cows seventy two to ninety two. Uh, bulls top last week at a dollar eighteen. Um, and on the organic market last Tuesday, one uh, pretty much uh, one six uh, uh, one fifty to one sixty two on the cows last week. So uh, uh, markets are very very strong. And also calves last week also very strong. A lot of those bull calves, most of them two hundred uh, to three fifty. We did top up to four hundred on the bull calves. Beef calves also very strong, two fifty to five hundred, topping at five fifty. And uh, resuming the sales schedule for this week, tomorrow, Tuesday, we'll have the hay and bedding auction at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock will be the market auction tomorrow. Like I said, we do sell organic cows on Tuesday, uh, followed by the conventional market cows. Wednesday auction, uh, 10 o'clock start with the market auction. Of course, full marketing day on Wednesday, including the feeder cattle sale, which will be at 1230. And also on Thursday, our auction does start at 11 with market cattle and calves. So full marketing week on tap here at Stratford. And again, folks, you got cattle to consign. Let us know. Uh, Six eight seven four one zero one is our phone number, and uh, we all like also like hearing from you folks here. And uh, well, again, uh, don't have to worry about uh, weather. Our, and just a footnote here: our next dairy auction here in Stratford will be May second. So I guess we'll send it back to you, ladies. You guys have a nice day, and uh, uh, you know it's. Uh, it's going to be a late spring for planting, isn't it? Ah, you never know. Weather can change. It's Wisconsin. Ten minutes one way, ten minutes the other. Yeah, but we're not going to see 70 or 80 for quite a while, are we? Well, I'm. I my birthday's coming up. I'm going to make a wish later, so you never know. Well, anyway, as long as I don't, uh, don't as long as I, as long as we're here, happy birthday, and uh, well, it's. Uh, uh, 29 is not so bad, is it? No, not at all. I'm enjoying my, my another year at 29. It feels good. That's good. Well, you ladies have a nice day, and we'll uh, be up here. To, we'll be here tomorrow morning. Uh, give an update on what is happening in the market world today. Sounds good. Bob will catch you tomorrow, Jer. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. And actually, I see Morgan is ready to join us now. Good morning, Morgan. And I guess catch us up. What's going on in the news world? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today coming out of a weekend, plugging back into a new week. It's Mother Nature that makes a splash as we take a look at some of those water levels across the state. Mississippi River and La Crosse has hit major flood stage. It's expected to rise even more. National Weather Service saying the river topped 15 and a half feet yesterday. Forecasters say the river will continue to rise until Friday. It's expected to top out at 16 feet. Now, the record for flooding along the Mississippi and La Crosse is actually 17 feet, 9 inches. Meanwhile, closer to our area, Chippewa River is actually starting to drop again after cresting this weekend in that moderate flood stage. You can find more information online, 715newsroom.com, but the Chippewa River is expected to crest at Duran this morning and likely the eighth highest level in recorded history for that area. As we look into other headlines on the political stage, get ready to hear more about a flat tax in Wisconsin. As lawmakers are holding a hearing tomorrow to get the latest plan in movement when it comes to a flat tax in our state. Of course, that's been on the books for a while. It's Republican lawmakers leading that cause. And as we stay on the political stage to see other actions. State Department of Justice attorneys have strong arguments that Wisconsin's 1849 abortion ban has been invalidated by subsequent laws. And we hear now from Attorney General Josh Call. Uh, We've argued that those recent laws impliedly repealed the 1849 ban. We've got really strong arguments, um, but ultimately we're going to keep fighting to restore access to safe and legal abortion in Wisconsin.
Call was on WISN's up front, saying the DOJ staff will prepare for May 4th oral arguments that will be held in Dane County Court. The challenge is expected to eventually come before the Wisconsin Supreme Court, where the election of Jana Protasiewicz gives liberals majority control. If you've driven by North Crossing and wondered what crews are up to, we can tell you now that they're clearing land on Black Avenue, located just east of the North Crossing, for a Costco store that's scheduled to open either later this year. Maybe it'll tip over into the next calendar year, early 2024. Still kind of up in the air there. And located Location, location, location. If you're house hunting, you know that's top of the list. But what about those basements? Realtor.com says there's a home in uh, Bristol, Virginia that might appear traditional, but just go down those stairs. The four-bedroom home built in 2015 lists for just under $700,000 and features many amenities, including a big kitchen with granite countertop and a center island, as well as a family room with an exposed brick accent wall. Situated on a cornered lot, it seems pretty average on the outside, but a bizarre basement captured plenty of attention, making it this week's most popular listing. The 3,013-square-foot home stands out because the finished basement, featuring a hidden room complete with a creepy blood-red floor and black brick walls. The listing states it's truly a unique feature you won't find anywhere else and you have to see to believe. I'm Rebecca Hughes. And something tells me we better leave that creepy basement and head back to the barn a little less scary with the, uh, well, birthday girl Kristen Smith and Jill Welke leading the way for your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Thank you so much, Morgan. It's going to be a great week. I have a feeling of it. Cloudy today with a high of 48. Sunshine and clouds tomorrow, high of 51. And Wednesday, mostly sunny, 55. We'll be hearing from Dr. Dan Understander. He'll be coming in next, and he'll be joining us soon. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Just about into May when we start making that first crop, but before that, we should be looking at our alfalfa stands. Dan Understander is our state forage specialist, and he joins us on our next girl alfalfa, alfalfa update program once again. And Dan, we've been out maybe looking at some of those stands and evaluating them what are some of the things we should be looking at and and what are some of the determining factors on whether or not we keep them or maybe turn them over well the main thing bob that we want to look at is once those stands get about eight or ten inches tall or six to eight uh, is to look at the stem density and if you have about 55 stems per square foot across the field then you're in good shape as you go down to about 40 stems per square foot, then you're looking at a potential 25% yield reduction from what that field could yield. And I think with the high price of hay now, if you keep a poor stand, you're going to be losing two, $300 an acre. Uh, it might be worthwhile to turn over some of those stands to replant some other stands, either yet this spring or this fall and then come back with better fields. The thing about turning over alfalfa stands is you can save about $400 on the cost of corn production at this point per acre. When we look at the nitrogen benefits, when we look at the 20% yield increase that we see of corn following alfalfa versus corn following corn, so between the uh, reduced yield of poor stands and the benefits of turning over stands. In fact, I think for many farmers, it might be worthwhile to think of two-year stands of alfalfa. Turn that over and take those uh, benefits to corn production oftener from those fields rather than trying to keep a stand three or four or years or longer. 
aside from the value of short rotations, do go and do a stand assessment. Look for 55 stems per square foot. And if you're less than that, think very hard about uh, turning that stand over, taking the corn and production benefits, and then coming in with alfalfa in a different field, either yet this spring or next fall. With the high price of nitrogen fertilizer and the high price of corn grain and the high price of alfalfa, it's uh, worthwhile to think about shorter rotations of the alfalfa than what we have thought in the past. That is for sure. The inputs are expensive, and uh, we've got it right there on the farm. Let's take advantage. Thanks, Dan. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist this morning on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to take a look at our weather, or I should say weather markets. Oh my gosh, I'm kind of tongue-tied today. We've got your July corn on the Chicago Board of Trade down to at 612. Your July oats were up a fraction at 337. July beans were up four cents at 14.53. July soybean meal was up two dollars and ninety cents a ton to 4.4650 a ton. Your July wheat up three at 676. Country elevators in the area, Golden Plump and Arcadia is at 603 for corn. Baldwin is at 574 and 1408. Wheat and Grain and Chippewas at 582 and 1416. And in Connersville, they're at 582 and 1416. Durand is at 574 for corn, 1403 for beans. Mondovi's at 578 and 1408. Elmwood is at 571 for corn. Fall Creek is at 564 and 1388. Osseo's at 593 and 1413. Northside and Loyal's at 603 and 1425. In Arcadia, they're at 602 and 1431. Elk Mount is at 586 for corn, 1410 for beans. Sparta is at 592 and 1403. Ellsworth is at 564 and 1388. Ethanol plants in the area, Boyceville's at 619. Stanley's at 608. New Richmond's at 603. And switching over to the dairy side, barrel cheese up three quarters of a cent to $1.55 and a quarter. Your blocks up a half a cent to $1.75. Your AA grade butter up a half a cent to $2.40. And on those class three futures for April, down three cents at eighteen sixty-three. May down fourteen at seventeen thirty-two. June was unchanged at eighteen oh one. July down a penny at eighteen fifty-five. August down six at nineteen ten. And then those markets turned around and were mostly upward into twenty twenty-four. That's a look at your morning markets. And one last look at our weather. We're at thirty-one degrees right now. Looking at a cloudyish kind of day with a chance of rain, but a high of forty-eight degrees. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.